Welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren. And today we're going to be talking about Little Red Corvette from 1999. Also included on The Hits 2. It is the second track on 1999, following the title track and just before Delirious. It's Prince with um, Lisa and Des uh, backing him up. Des plays the guitar solo. Um, It was recorded on the 20th of May, 1982, at the Kiowa Trail home. Uh, and released on the 27th of October 1982. Interestingly enough, after the song, after the album was finished, and, you know, this was chosen as a single, uh, which was released in February 1983, Prince went back into the studio, and for the dance remix, he recorded extra stuff to make the song up to 8 minutes 22, uh, because the track itself is only 5 minutes, uh, sorry, is only 4 minutes 58, and the single release was cut down to 3 minutes and 8 uh, which you know that loses quite a large part of the uh, of the song, but I guess you know three minutes is the perfect length for a single. Um, in the UK, it was released on the fourth of April, and then it was re-released on the fourth of November because obviously Warner Brothers were trying to get a hit out of this album. Mm. Um, I've already spoken on the on the previous track about how many times they re-released 1999 as a single. They just kept on releasing it all the way into 1985. They just kept re-releasing stuff. Just to try and get a hit for Prince. Yeah, so joining me once again is Tim Holsizer. Hello, Tim. Hello, such a pleasure. You know, let's just get straight into it then. Probably one of Prince's more iconic songs. A classic story song from Prince. You know, he's telling this very specific story. He's talking about this woman in a very specific way. Obviously, you know, the phrase Little Red Corvette is, you know, it's just such a kind of iconic phrase. You know, it's such a, a great song. Um, you know, this is the point at which Prince had kind of uh, crack the code on how to make a catchy kind of pop song and i feel that's what this is you know it's just a a kind of telling a story that is um kind of <laughs> there are some little things that he throws in there that require a little bit of kind of like decoding um but most of the time you know talking about a car but it's not really a car <laughs> and right and that kind of is like a, a kind of a classic kind of like pop rock thing is to talk about something and it's not really about that thing. But uh, how do you feel about this song? This is probably one of my, obviously one of the great, you know, Prince songs from the early 80s, I feel. Yeah, I really can't say enough good things about this one. It's absolute stone cold classic. You know, the fact that it has that that kind of, um, the, the drums that kind of come in, the kind of very kind of hissy, <laughs> I guess is a, way to, a kind of way to describe them. But, you know, this that very drum machine sound, very kind of 80s. Mm. It's, you know, it's so kind of, um fixed in the 80s but at the same time kind of um you know kind of timeless uh, which sounds odd to say about something that is so kind of um you know fixed in this but you know the 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 kind of once the drums actually come in obviously it's prince playing the drums you know the keyboard stabs the 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 you know that kind of have the the same melody as the chorus uh you know the title of the song um, you know everything about it it just kind of it's so well built it kind of starts very kind of like quiet um, and you know when Prince performed this on tour he would often just sit at a piano and it kind of feels like that would that would fit this version but obviously you know this being 1982 it has to have a lot more kind of production on it it can't just be Prince at a piano right um, yeah he, he actually uh, I think he played it as his final tour this is a song that he basically played 
all throughout his career. You know, obviously one of his favorite songs. As an ACDC fan, I'm, I'm guaranteed to like very obvious metaphors about sex and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk about the lyrics then, because I feel like they're worth breaking down. Okay. You know, the fact the Prince says, I guess I should... I mean, it's such a great opening line as well. I guess I should have known by the way you parked your car sideways that it wouldn't last. I mean, it, he kind of opens with these kind of odd car metaphors... Um, and then, of course, when he, he talks about, uh, uh, see, you're the kind of person that believes in making out ones, love them and leave them fast. I mean, mm. it's such a great kind of like opening verse, you know, and here we get the first kind of little coded thing where Prince says uh, you had a pocket full of horses, Trojan and some of them used. Indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, making a reference to basically different sizes of condoms there. Um, but but also and, also perhaps horsepower for a car. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be reading too much in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and of course I like as well. You know the line. It's worth saying as well that Prince isn't singing in falsetto on this track. This is the point at which Prince has started to kind of come down into his lower range a little bit. And I just like the way that when he sings, but it was Saturday night. I guess it makes it all right. And you say, what have I got to lose? <laughs> and, you know, this kind of conversational style, this is something Prince has done in a few songs before now. Uh, but I just, I love this kind of, when he does this, where he'll kind of give what the other person is saying in the song, you know, just kind of having a conversation with the other person. Um, and it's just like such a great touch. And then obviously we get into the chorus where it's, you know, uh, Little Red Corvette, baby, you're much too fast. Mm. You know, fast, obviously... Uh, you know, being almost like a 50s kind of like way of saying that's, that someone was promiscuous. Um, you know, so it's it's quite funny that he's using it here. But obviously also talking about the little red Corvette and saying that it's too fast. So, you know, kind of using it both ways. Um, and then also saying you need a love that's going to last. So kind of, I feel, positioning himself as the, you know, the person that this 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 kind of fast woman should be to get with and should not cheat on and should not lose you know and should not kind of um love him and leave him fast you know should just stay with prince because you know he's he's the one who's going to be the one who lasts he's not just one of those other jockeys yes <laughs> yeah this is well this is it of course because then he talks about how you know um especially because this this paints prince as relatively inexperienced uh, which, again, I think is a kind of like bold move for this song where he talks about how, um, you know, he should have closed his eyes when you drove me to the place where your horses run free, <laughs> which kind of suggests that this woman has some kind of stud farm situation going on. Um, you know, just just these naked men running around in kind of like stables or whatever, um, which, you know, uh, maybe that's just me reading that into it. But, you know, and then, of course, he says, I felt a little ill when I saw all the pictures of the jockeys that were there before me. I like the idea that she has has pictures of, of her previous lovers just all around her her sex mansion. Almost like when she finishes, she just takes a Polaroid, sticks it on the wall. Yeah, just and like kind of moves on to the next guy. Like Gene Simmons from Kiss. I, I hear he has whole books of Polaroids <laughs> of his groupies. It's kind of gross, but I, it's fascinating. Believe it or not, I started to worry. <laughs> and I, I just, it's, I, I just love that phrasing. I just love it. It's so great. It's just such a great way of saying it. And because I wondered if I had enough class, <laughs> uh, you know, which in a way is kind of Prince throwing a bit of shade on all these previous lovers, being like, yeah, those guys are all classy, you know, like, <laughs> it's kind of. It, to me, that feels a little bit sarcastic. Like, I wonder if I had enough class. It's like, well, of course you do, because you're Prince. <laughs> uh, and then once again, you know, because it's, I don't know what's going on with Prince and Saturday nights, but. Um, 
you know, Elton John felt they were all right for fighting, but Prince seems to feel like they're all right for doing whatever, basically, because he goes, <laughs> it was Saturday night, and I guess that makes it all right. And I said, baby, have you got enough gas? Does he have stamina? Well, yeah, this is it. I'm, well, yeah, this is, you know, she's she's basically kind of throwing the gauntlet down and saying, you know, can can we can we make this thing go longer than two minutes, maybe? Mm. Um, you know, um, and of, of course, Prince, you know, <laughs> I, I particularly like this kind of middle eight because it, Prince does this thing where his voice starts overlapping with the with previous line. So as he sings the you know the lead line, you have Prince underneath singing the previous line and and also singing the next line. It's a really it's kind of it's such a great kind of effect uh, where he says a body like yours ought to be in jail because it's on the verge of being obscene. Such a and, great line. <laughs> so, I, I like this is just literally a song where every single line is so great. And then of course he goes. Move over, baby. Give me the keys. I'm going to try and tame your little red love machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> once again, you know, Prince going for the metaphor there, but I think we all know what he's trying to say. Uh, no, um, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now the funny thing is, you know, when we when we get to, you know, after that point, basically there's no more, there's no more verses. It's just kind of like choruses over and over again. Um, and Prince starts introducing this idea of... Um, you know, honey, you got to slow down because if you don't, you're going to run your little red Corvette right into the ground. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is a, I don't, I don't know how that translates to the the whole metaphor that's been going on here, but it just it seems really hard for Prince to kind of posit this idea that basically you're going to wear something out. Yeah, that's an interesting idea that your body can only take so much sex before it just wears out. Feels maybe like a little bit of a boast as well. Like if you keep doing this with me, Prince. You know, the one who's going to tame your little red love machine. We're going to end up running it into the ground. So, you know, it seems a little bit like he's kind of boasting. Mm. Um, even though, of course, he was nervous when he saw all the, the jockeys. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, <laughs> of course, uh, you know, Prince can't finish the song without throwing one more kind of compliment out there. When he says, girl, you got an ass like I've never seen. And the ride, they say so smooth. You must be a limousine. Ow. Um, <laughs> yeah given given this is prince at i don't know like age 23 something like that hmm. um you know this this is you know such a great song um i you know i know at 23 i could never have come up with anything this good so the fact that prince throws all this into this one song is just it's kind of amazing well and let's let's not forget the the fabled story of the writing he was he's barely awake when he wrote it right yeah there is this there is a story that he was kind of like half asleep um, in Lisa's car, and he just kind of started writing the lyrics down as he was napping, and so you know, half asleep. Prince is ten times better than most people who are fully awake. Yeah, I wish I had that kind of productive nap, but it doesn't work for me. <laughs> and you know, unsurprisingly, Rolling Stone put it on. You know, it's hundred eight on their list of um, five hundred greatest songs of all time. I, you know, I'm sure there are hundred seven other songs that are probably a little bit better than that, but. You know, that feels kind of, you know, about right. And the guitar solo was actually put at number 64 of Guitar World uh, as one of the 100 best solos. And I got to say, you know, Des Dickerson does some really, I mean, that guitar solo is, I'd say it's as iconic as the rest of the song. You know, it's it's such a great kind of solo, um, mm -hmm. you know. And probably one of the reasons why in later years Prince mostly performed this song, you know, at the piano was just been maybe to avoid having to do the solo uh, and trying to match what Des did it's a, on that's, this song. That's tough to say. I mean, you know, he's... Yeah, Prince. I know Prince is a great guitarist as well, but, you know, 
Maybe out of respect. Maybe out of respect for Des. Finished. We finished the song with you know the the the, the, the run your body right into the ground, and Lisa keeps singing. <laughs> right into the ground like after Prince says right into the ground and it's really it's kind of funny hearing her singing those lyrics as well but I don't know it just tickles me a little bit about you know the fact that that Lisa is the one kind of um, singing about you know this woman's body being run into the ground I mean it's such a kind of odd lyric but uh, I mean it's just such a from top to bottom such a great song Um, you know and the fact that Prince gets it done in like under five minutes you know we get a bit of a fade out towards the end um, you know but just so kind of perfect mm. you know obviously the single version of it the three minutes and eight basically cuts out the the fade out and also cuts out the guitar solo so kind of losing half of the magic of the song but I well, mean just kind of still so kind of iconic just you know the fact that the prince kind of came up with this this kind of idea of this metaphor whilst napping and then kind of came into this fully formed song and you know the the uh it was the second single released from from 1999 um you know and it, it performed it performed reasonably okay you know number six on the the hot 100 uh, number four on the Hot Rock songs, which I think is the first time that Prince had actually charted on that album. Yeah, this is, um, I believe, the first time that he charted higher on the pop rocks side of things than the R and B side. So it was a pretty, pretty important first career. The R and B, yeah, the R and B singles. He only charted number thirteen, um, and it charted at number two in the UK. But it only charted at number two in the UK after it had been released in nineteen eighty five. And paired as a double A side with 1999. So uh, uh, they kind of cheated a little bit, Warner Brothers did there. but uh, I wonder what was number one. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't looked into that. But um, And at the end of the year, it was the 25th uh, highest selling song um, on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, you know, for the entire of 1982. So, you know, this is the point at which Prince is crossing over. You know, 1999 did quite well after Warner Brothers released it five or six times it eventually managed to cross over but this was a this was a hit straight out the gates Mm. Um, you know this is kind of the first time that Prince had had a legitimate crossover hit straight away without you know Warner Brothers having to fudge it a little bit Um, you know it also did quite well in Canada it actually charted higher charted at number five and um, you know it did well in Australia and New Zealand Um, you know so this is this is Prince you know having a huge you know, having a huge hit um, and and well-deserved as well because, you know, this is one of his greatest songs, I would say. Yeah. I mean, obviously, five out of five goes without saying, I would feel. I don't think there's any need to kind of equivocate on that. Um, so this song also uh, inspired Stevie Nicks uh, in a way. She, well, I say inspired. Uh, if you've heard the song Stand Back, the kind of opening chords are very familiar to you because basically... Um, she was listening to Little Red Corvette um, and she she basically stole kind of the opening chords. And later on, she realized this and she somehow managed to get a hold of Prince and, t- you know, telling this story of how, she, you know, she'd listened to this song. She was listening back to it. She realized it sounded like Little Red Corvette. And, you know, Prince came over. Um, the story goes about 20 minutes later <laughs> and... Um, and just kind of walked into the studio, um, went over to the synthesizers and did hit the synthesizer part for Stand Back. Um, And then about 25 minutes later, he was gone. And it's like, it's it's such a funny story of just like Prince being like, um, you know, he he gets credit for like co-writing the song. um, And, you know, that that's, you know, pretty much all he wanted. And then he just like kind of popped over 
recorded recorded the the synths and then walked out. And I don't know. I think that's just really kind of like <laughs> it was kind of nice for Prince just to do that because obviously he could have said you know change your song. But instead, he just came in and was like, I'm going <laughs> right. to play the, the keyboards for you then. It's so almost absurd that it has to be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we know kind of ex- when this happened, which was um, in January 1983. Um, so that was just... Ah, that's when that's when she recorded yeah, it. Yeah, so we don't know the exact date, but that's kind of like around the, the, the time. Uh, which is also around the time when Prince was recording extra parts for 1999 for the that dance remix. Um, he, he went back into the studio and he did extra stuff for the dance remix. So it's kind of around that time that he... he I guess it was just lucky he was in the area, uh, basically, and he kind ah. of popped by. Um, and it's worth mentioning that, you know, on the Sign of the Times concert film, Lil Red Corvette is the only song that appears that isn't, um, you know, part of the, the, the Sign of the Times album because all the other tracks are pretty much, uh, you know, from Sign of the Times. Um, when the actual, you know, um, when he performed on the tour, he did, you know, as, as was always the way, um, he did perform a lot more songs from other albums. Um, but when it came to, uh, the concert film, they kind of, they kind of cut everything down a little bit and, you know, the red Corvette is kind of the only song that remains, um, from, from that kind of, from the, the kind of the set list that wasn't from Sign of the Times. Uh, other than other than the Charlie mm. Parker, now's the time, uh, which was just a convenient right. uh, point for Prince to go off stage and, and do a costume change, basically, <laughs> while the rest of the band kind of just vamped. Yeah, it does, it does seem like Prince has a, a special relationship with this particular song. He, he, he kept it up through, almost through every tour he would trot this one out, it seems like. Uh, maybe because it was one of his first kind of big hits, uh, maybe that's mm. why, but yeah, you're right. He he basically ended up performing this song on pretty much every single tour. Um, now there is a cover version which I've never actually heard because I don't, I'm not sure if it's available uh, out there, and that is um, Sandra Bernhard um, on her film "Without You I'm Nothing." She does a a burlesque routine to this song. Uh, you know, as a young man, that was obviously very memorable seeing someone um, basically wearing nothing more than uh, bikini briefs and nipple tassels uh, performing to a Prince <laughs> song. Um, and that was generally the the like final. That's the, that's the end of the film. But it was also kind of like her encore when she did this as like a one woman show. And when she did it as a one woman ah. show, she would actually sing it live. Um, and there is like a version of her doing a cover of this, which I've never heard myself. Uh, I think it, uh, no, me neither. I have you to thank for for letting me know about the uh, the dance number <laughs> in the in her film. There, I, I I wasn't familiar with that, but it's it's a real eye opener. Yes, uh, and I mean, as you, I mean, it was like one of the earliest times that I remember hearing this song as well. You know, I'd uh, I'd become a Prince fan, and uh, one of the TV channels over here they put Purple Rain on one week, and then Sign of the Times the next week. And then um, Under the Cherry Moon. Uh, and I think this was before Graffiti Bridge was available to TV stations. So they just, for three weeks, they kind of did this little Prince thing. Um, and then I think around Christmas time, BBC Two put on Without You, I'm Nothing. And I also had, you know, an interest in uh, Madonna at the time. And Sandra Bernhard, you know, was a friend of Madonna's. And so I recorded, you know, recorded this. It was on quite late at night, I think, due to the material. And then when I watched it the next day, and I saw like this this kind of like dance number to Little Red Corvette, obviously I opened my eyes quite a lot as a as a young teen. 
But also, it was, it was just kind mm. of like the whole the whole of Without You I'm Nothing. I would recommend watching it simply because you know, um, obviously, you save you know a Broadway one woman show, and I'm sure people would dread seeing that. But I think she actually does something quite interesting uh, with the material in in the film. It's not just her talking for you know like an hour and a half. There's there's lots of kind of you know, interesting touches that they put to it. Yeah, in the recent years, I would say that I've become more open to uh, one-person shows. Um, I find I finally caught up with a lot of ones that I hadn't seen, you know, like uh, the Spalding Gray films and stuff like yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, I'll check this one out. Interestingly, obviously, um, if anyone's familiar with the, you know, the Onion AV Club, uh, there was a there was a cover of uh, When You Were Mine done by Harmar Superstar that, uh, you know, that uh, I mentioned. Uh, Math Nathanson... Uh, did a cover for the uh, uh, the AV Club uh, undercover series, I think in like 2011. Uh, but unfortunately, mm. I couldn't find that anywhere on YouTube. There's a lot of, you know, the, the Onions AV Club undercover series is all over, you know, YouTube. Um, most of them are kind of collected in playlists um, on, on, the, uh, on the AV Club's own YouTube channel. Um, but unfortunately this performance isn't there but he has performed it a number of times since and there are a number of those on youtube um and it's obviously a song that you know he must love um and you know he does he kind of as you would expect for someone who is basically kind of like a you know a, a, a guitar kind of indie artist he kind of performs it the way that you would imagine that that would be um but mm. i think you know it's a it's it's quite a good cover version of it uh you know curiosity more than anything else um, on the night the prince died, somehow the lead singer of Slipknot, Corey Taylor, was performing in the area, and he went to First Avenue and he sang vocals on a cover version of Little Red Corvette. I I have not I can't find it anywhere on the internet, and I don't know that anyone ever recorded it. But just the idea of the lead singer of Slipknot doing a cover of Little Red Corvette <laughs> in tribute to Prince, uh, you know, on the night that he found out that Prince was dead. I, do, I, mean, I, I would love to to know like what style he did that cover in if it was a sl- more slipknot style or a more subdued yeah i was know. gonna say obviously i say slipknot but you know he's been in several other bands and you know none of them have mm-hmm. the same kind of um you know uh, kind of tone as as slipknot um particularly mm. i think stone sour i'm gonna guess it was probably more in the style of stone sour um uh, than slipknot <laughs> but it is it's fun to say slipknot because you, you know you, you can kind of imagine a a slipknot style version of, of little red corvette yes. i don't know how well that would go down in first avenue um you know the, the night that prince dies basically um but yeah i'm guessing he went for more of a you know a kind of a faithful version than a than a slipknot version probably so i don't think there's anything else left to say about little red corvette it's delightful yeah well apart from that i mean obviously um so <laughs> i'm gonna go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug tim oh uh, why not let's plug my forthcoming podcast it's called um by the podcast of Skull, and we're going to watch every episode of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon. Just the originals, or you're going to keep going to the new ones and past on that? We're going to do all 130-something of the original 80s ones. Yeah. Uh, I think there were like two seasons of yeah. it. Um, and after that, we're going to figure out if we're doing she-ra when we probably will she is the princess of power after all there's no denying that is there so you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter 
at Prince Podcast, or you can email us at princetrackbytrack at gmail.com. I'm not sure why you would, though. Thanks once again for being my guest here, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Farewell. Welcome to Satisfaction. Please remain awake until the aircraft has come to a complete stop. Thank you for flying Prince International. Remember, the next time you fly, <laughs>